Welcome to the Bippity Boss Podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a character entertainment specialist, business expert, and six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping you achieve financial independence in the industry of magic. If you are looking to massively up-level your business, your life, your finances, your productivity, and your success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you need to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. I know you will get so much value from these interviews, so thank you for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Hello, beautiful queens, and welcome back to the Bibbity Boss Podcast. I am so delighted because today I have Haley here with Wish Upon a Star Entertainment in Scotland and the UK. Haley, hi, how are you, beautiful? Hello, I'm doing well, and how are you today? I'm wonderful, even better now that we're talking. So I know that we caught up a little bit before the podcast began, but I want to catch everyone up a little bit on how you got into the character entertainment industry. Can you give me a little backstory? So I got into the character entertainment industry in 2016 when I actually joined Wish Upon a Star Entertainment as a performer. Um, I had just had my little girl, so she was about 10 weeks old and Heather had reached out looking for somebody to just cover because we all know what it's like, (laughs) emergency covers. And um, very quickly I seen that what Heather had was a wonderful product but it could be even bigger and even better. And I became obsessed um, with just kind of working alongside Heather and making it exactly what what we knew it could be and what it is today. Um, The company started in 2013 when Heather opened up. To be honest, probably to start herself as a uni job, she had been made an offer from uni and had recently been made an offer to join the theme parks but because of the uh, uni course she couldn't commit and was like how do I have that same magic from the theme parks and bring it here so she started with three dresses and herself and I joined the team and it kept growing and now we have 30 team members and over 50 characters and we work across the entire central belt of Scotland and it is madness and exciting all at the same time um so yeah that's that's my like little kind of history I guess I love that and so before we move on because I do want to talk about this because it's such an incredible thing that you joined Heather with her company instead of thinking about coming up with your own company or, you know, using the insight and information that you gained from her company to start your own business. So, and and I know that's definitely like a personal thing, right? Like it's a person, uh, personality thing, whether or not someone wants to do that. But tell me a little bit about why you decided to help build uh, Heather's company instead of trying to start your own. I think it's because I, as a person, um, we more into collaboration than competition just that's the baseline of it um I like to see other people thrive and I don't know it would have felt cheap to me if I took that knowledge and went and did my own thing it would have felt like dirty money almost um so I was like no let's like see what these new ideas I have will do and sometimes they worked 
sometimes they didn't and we shrugged off the things that didn't work and we just boosted it on and I don't get me wrong I've had people go like oh but you're so good at it you could have just done your own thing and then it would just all be yours and I'm like but I'm not that kind of guy that's that's not me um especially if I make close connections with somebody and if I our souls connect and I see we're friends which doesn't happen very often with me <laughs> um I feel very much I'm like you're, you're you're part of my family my chosen family and I'm never going to tear somebody else down in order to lift myself up so yeah that's, that's amazing and that's incredible and I'm just honored to be talking with you right now because it's so rare to find true princesses in our industry and true princesses by the means of saying, you know, I want to help other women. I want to build them up. I want to collaborate. I want, you know, one person's success is everyone's success. And to um, build that beautiful friendship, that family relationship, and to work towards a common goal and vision, it's so rare to find those types of people. So Heather's very lucky to have you. And I'm sure that you're very lucky to have Heather. And I'm just so um, everybody can use your relationship as a really good example of how princesses should behave in this industry, especially when it comes to our performer and management situations. You know, it should never be, you know, just the performers. That's all they are. They're just your workers. They don't have any more, you know, value to bring. It should be a collaboration of two people coming together to make magic in this industry, make a positive impact and leave their mark together instead of just trying to get ahead by stepping on one another. Yeah, and I think that's such an important part. And like you said, like performers are not your workers, they're not your minions or your your little underlings or anything. Like they have skill sets and amazing talents that if you actually take off that layer and look at what you can do and what they can bring in, like we we do like little sort of like catch-ups of like, what ideas do you have? What are we not doing? Because I absolutely do not pretend I know absolutely everything about the industry or what we're doing. And Heather's the same. She's like, geez, I don't know. I've not been out performing in a while. So you tell me what the party's like. Um, and that's where we start asking the team and asking them to feedback. Um, like, so we can always continue to grow and adapt to our environment and what the like lifestyles are out there that you know, people are wanting different things every day. And sometimes it's becoming just about Instagram, but there is that core message there of we're that kid's hero. And what does that kid want us to do? And sometimes your performers have the answer better than you do because they've done more parties as that character or something else like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's beautiful too, because, you know, it's, like you said, we don't know everything. And so many people will get in their heads about this after they've been in the industry for a while. And then, you know, they've been five plus years in and they get in their head and they're like, oh, I've learned all I need to know. I've been, I've done everything. I can't learn anymore. Where that's just not the case because even for myself as a business coach, I'm always learning, evolving, growing. And I never give anyone a recommendation on something that I haven't tried first. And even if I tried it, I'm like, hey, this worked out for me. I don't know if it's gonna work out for you. Let me know how it goes. Give me your feedback back. Let's do this. This is a collaboration. It's never a, I have all the answers and you just need to accept them. It's very much a teamwork thing. Um, and I feel like that's how we should be with our business owners as well. It's very much a collaboration between our performers, our branch managers, um, the children, the clients, the businesses. So I think that's beautiful. And I'm so happy to have you here with me. So you started back in 2016 
which was four years before the pandemic. And I know that we talked about this briefly before we started recording, but can you give me a little example for like what it looked like for you as far as your goals with the business and your marketing strategies pre-pandemic and then how you handled that, you know, the two, three years that we were in the pandemic? Yeah, so before the pandemic, everything sort of kind of ticked over. It was doing what it was doing. The bookings were coming in. We had one or two big clients that would bounce back to us every now and again. And I think we'd almost got to a point where we settled. Like, and I think we all get there at some point. The business is churning and there's very much that don't fix what's not broken. Like, just let it slide and let it do what it's doing. And then the pandemic hit when I was actually on mat leave because I was having, I'd had a second baby. And this left us with just like everybody else in the business, just stress, chaos, overwhelm. What do we do now we can't be with the kids? And there was lots of back and forth thing. And at the time, Heather had come up with the idea of the video messages. So very quickly, we went straight into the video messages. We could batch record these. We could batch record the bulk of the video and then just do the personalization. And then we started thinking outside the box. Once sort of we all started hearing about the online meetings and we went, okay, let's give it a try and started with like short packages that were maybe 20 to 30 minutes. And before we knew it, we were getting booked for like an hour or or an hour and a half to do these parties, which as you can imagine, you're like, oh wow, what do I do sitting in front of our computer for that time? Um, and our marketing strategy beforehand was very much just like, yeah, because because we do things, um, but the pandemic made us go, no, what, what makes the people want to choose us over anybody else? And that's when we started looking at our community and how can we give back? And yes, it's great to be making money during this time, but doing lots of free Instagram and Facebook lives and stuff like that, because during the pandemic, so many people were suffering financially as well. So not everybody could afford to do that thing. So as a mom, I was also looking for ideas of ways to keep my children entertained just for 10 minutes, just 10 minutes of a day that I didn't need to be their source of entertainment. And that's when we started doing like little cook-alongs or read-alongs with a princess because it gave people five minutes that they could sit down and not have to entertain their kids. And that's really the point I think we started looking at everything across the board and going, right, what do the parents want what does the community need from us um and we started giving back as much as possible to charity which has always been something we did but again today we still haven't set back in a hospital since christmas 2019 and it feels weird for us um so we started doing again video calls with all the big charities you'll have heard of and just reaching out to see who we could help and it's it's been great because I think now we've got down to a personal level and started asking the client what they want instead of us just assuming we knew what we had. It's really made people trust us more and we're able to personalize every package, even if it's just with a playlist. We've made everything about you, your kids, your event, and just accepted that 
you know, we didn't know it all before and we can always grow and adapt. And the pandemic taught us how to do that. So it was terrifying, but also exciting. And we have come out at the other side stronger, which I know we're so lucky for because that wasn't the same story for everybody. It wasn't the same story for many people. And I think that, you know, changing your angle to be more focused on your community and on the parents is incredible because it's, and we talked about this before, it's something that you often don't see in the Princess Party community is people actually catering their marketing strategies, their birthday party packages, their characters to their clients' needs. I mean, um, I just had a meeting earlier with my friend Christina in West Virginia, and she said, you know, the reason that I even became interested in Bippity was because you made a post about how we should do pre-sales for characters before we actually purchase inventory for that character. And I was like, well, yeah, because you're not just buying a, you know, a costume for yourself that you want to dress up in. You're buying a costume for the parents that want to invest in that character. And if you buy a costume without doing market research and before asking those parents like, hey, I really want this costume. Is this something that you're interested in? Then you could end up with a thousand dollar costume that you never use. And so it's not only smart to do it on like the personal level and getting to know your clients, but it's smart on the financial level as well because you're not spending funds that you don't know whether or not they're gonna come back to you. So it's smart and multifacets and, um, you know, the charitable stuff is incredible. It's also a great tax write off because I'm always thinking about, you know, the business and the financial side of things. And so charitable work is not only great for the community, it's great for your taxes. Um, and there's just so many beautiful facets of catering your your services and your marketing techniques to your clients and really listening to them and doing regular um feedback, you know, getting regular feedback from your clients, just like you do from your performers and really making it as close knit of an experience as you possibly can. Now, that being said, uh, I know the main reason that we're here to chat today is because of your collaborations with restaurants and local businesses in your area. So um, were you collaborating with these businesses and restaurants pre-pandemic? Um, most of them, no. Um, before the pandemic, we had one that we we had a third party booking with. Um, so there was an events company that would hire us for this venue and it was okay. We had very little control of what we were doing though because we were a third party booking and you had to do precisely what the events company was kind of asking you to do. And for me personally, that didn't work. It wasn't working well for our performers and the ask was always greater. Um, and it wasn't the venue, it was the companies. So we, again, looked at that as a learning curve rather than being like, fine, we're never working with these venues. We're never working with other places again. We were like, what didn't work about it and why didn't it work? Um, so then coming out of the pandemic, we were able to reach out to this venue and a whole bunch of other venues and be like, look, the kids have lost a lot over the pandemic. This is what we are offering. This is the deal that we're offering. And this is how we propose we can help your business. Um, and I've done 
a bit of business, but I know more about the event side. So Heather and I have spoke loads about this and she can talk to me about the facts and figures and I can tell her what works with like secondary spend. So if you book with a venue and they've got a shop then the secondary spend automatically guaranteed there, if you make sure it's at this time and this time, they have to have lunch. So you can feed that back to your client of like, if they're coming, this is what they're going to have to spend when they're with you because they've come to see us. And because we've also generated such an amazing group of loyal clients and customers, we're able to kind of guarantee them that we have people that will travel the whole way across Scotland, wherever we go, to come and see us at this next event. So I can already guarantee you at least 10 people are going to be there, <laughs> provided they're not on holiday or doing anything else, I know they're gonna be there. Um, and the other thing that I've started doing with them is saying, okay, so I'll provide you a poster and it sounds like they're getting a fantastic deal because somebody else is doing your point of sale but actually it means I can post it on my page and on my website and it fits my branding and then I post it on like our Google business page which is a huge thing everybody should set up and I'm sick of hearing of people that haven't done it um, because again it just keeps generating that client and looks more professional so once we started kind of offering it that way and saying to our clients, look, we're coming out of COVID, we can give you a COVID discount for X amount of time. And then after that, the discount will bounce and this is what it will be. If you're happy, we can set up for this amount of bookings. And it worked because the hospitality industry suffered just as much as the events industry. So we just decided to pull together with as many people as we could and just make it happen. And then word of mouth happens. And if you manage to get yourself into one franchise you don't need to go to the entire franchise you just need to go to one venue and if you work for them they'll tell everybody else they'll tell the area manager and before you know it you're booked by seven or eight different venues under the one franchise and you're being shared on global or or like national pages and it's it all comes back around to you it's free advertisement that's amazing and i love that you just spoke about um something that many people don't even think about and and that's talking to your client about the value that they're going to get from these characters not only from your clientele and your assistance with marketing but also from you know the fact that these children are going to buy you know this amount of inventory or this many products or this lunch or whatever from their store from their restaurant and letting them know like you are probably going to make this amount of money from just hiring our services and actually giving them ballpark figures because Whenever you lay things out like that in a professional manner, it immediately makes them take you seriously and it immediately makes them respect you. And it gives them something tangible that they can look at and say, oh, OK, this actually might be an incredible investment opportunity for my business. You know, so oftentimes we not me myself, but many princess party company owners go to these establishments. And actually, yes, I'm guilty of it in the past. When I first started out, of course, we all are, right? We all start somewhere um, <laughs> of going to these businesses and just being like, hey, do you want a partner? And then giving them my flyers and then having characters go in for free, never really charging them anything. And then um, never really getting much business out of it, never really getting much value from it. You know, they they always want discounts and it just, it never ends up paying off. But if you go to them in a professional way and approach it from a business standpoint, it's a completely different relationship. Yeah, 
clients. And I always like my baseline is always make your wages and then double it. Like that's where you start. <laughs> that's where you start. And then if this is a client that's going to be selling tickets for 30, 40, we'll see dollars um, for the vast um, audience, but ahead and then look at how much they're going to make just off you being there. So then you're like, okay, so what's my percentage of that cut? Because actually, what's the point of saying it's going to cost me $200 in wages and travel, and then I'm just going to make four, but actually they're making like 10 times that. What's the point? You need to scale it to each client. So I have big clients that obviously get a much bigger quote. But then if it's a small business, like I've got a cafe down the road, I'm like, do you know what? We'll do it for the, the wages and then double. And then that's it. Because you are, you know, trying to open up just after a pandemic or whatever else. And I'm putting you on the map as much as you're giving me to your clients. So I think it is scaling versus the client is something people need to do as well. Because I have too many people that are like offering the same to the small business and the big business. And I'm going you're missing out on so much. So yeah. And I love that you just said the wages and then double it because that's exactly the same methodology that I used for all of like my small business collaborations. And then for the bigger corporate accounts, I usually did my, my wages and then triple or quadrupled it, you know, after I figure out what my minimums were and all that good stuff. So I love that we have the same like methodology <laughs> for way of thinking when it comes to our prices. That's amazing. Now, when it comes to these franchises, whenever, can you give me like a story of um, a time that you were reaching out to one of these franchises and maybe it was like one of your first times and you were trying to establish a relationship with them? What are some steps that you took and what are some advice that you would give to someone that's maybe never reached out to a restaurant or a franchise? So I think the basic steps I took was starting and looking at myself, like what am I trying to sell? what do I have and what is it that makes me better that, than anybody else in my town or city that is offering the same thing and I think very much like yourself like we are based on giving values and teaching lessons to every child that we meet um, and again something parents want is their kids are great in public, but as soon as they're at home, they're like knocking lumps out of each other. And I can tell you that's what's happening because if my two are in the house, that's exactly what they're doing. They're brother and sister. Of course, that's what they're doing. So if their favorite character walks in and reminds them kind hands, kind feet, kind words, then their parent can say like, remember when we met such and such and they told you that, so maybe you shouldn't do it. So looking at what you can offer and then looking at what you can offer the client, what are you going to do that is going to help them? Because it's okay you saying, oh, I'll just come and look cute and smile and hand out flyers to people that are there, but well, they could get anybody to do that. So what can you offer that's different and how can you turn it into a full thing? So I developed a package that is basically just, I call it my family restaurant package. And that is what I do in all family restaurants because it's what works. And I'll break it down into basically, we call it, we break it into thirds and it's the meet and greet section, the entertainment section, and then photos. That's it, photos and flyers. You wanna break it right down to that and tell your client why that's gonna work for them. Because during the meet and greet section, people can actually be eating or ordering or looking around the store if you're in a shop and you're 
you can be discussing things with their clients on like oh look at this pretty little thing oh I would maybe get that one in yellow and you're not trying to sell to children but you're assisting in the reason that you're supposed to be there and then when it comes to the entertainment bit you're actually then allowing for the client that's buying which is their parents to either browse the store that you're in or actually for them to sit down and enjoy their hot meal now because all any parent wants is an opportunity for a hot cup of coffee and a meal in their face that nobody else is trying to steal. So I can give that to the client because I'm going to take your children away for 30 minutes now to this side and I'm going to keep them busy so you enjoy that coffee and cake without anybody else. And again, you're you're telling them where their secondary spend is. You're telling them where they're going to keep that client coming back. And then you're getting the pitches and the flyers and everything. And that's where you're selling yourself. You're letting those people know, this is who I am. Here's my stickers. Here's my flyers. Here's my social media. And you're bringing the client back to yourself because yes, you were there to help them. But what's the point in doing something if it's not also going to benefit yourself when it comes to business? Because otherwise you're just giving away everything away. Um, so I would say, look at that, look at what your package can be, sell that with confidence, like you know your package inside and out, don't trip yourself up, you know what you're good at, and you know why you do what you do, so tell your client that's why you do it, and remind them that actually you're doing them a favour, and then once you've got that, trust it, and let it go, and send that email, have that phone call, go in and meet them in person, Go in there with conviction and confidence and come out. And if you get the gig, amazing, you did it. If you don't, they weren't the client for you. It was probably going to be awful working with them. Don't see it as a, oh no, I did it all so wrong. See it as a, that wasn't my journey. That wasn't my client. That's the way to see it. And I think that's the biggest thing because I, when I started doing it, I would get so down and be like, oh, they ignored the email oh, they didn't come to me, they didn't come back to me. It means I, I genuinely don't know what I'm talking about. But nobody knows this business better than myself and Heather. Nobody else can tell you the baselines and what we do and why we're good at it better than me, Heather, and our team. So believe in that and trust it because nobody knows your business better than you. And nobody knows what you are doing better than your team. So. Don't let anybody else change it. Don't let anybody else devalue you by bringing your bases right down. And I had somebody actually the other day ask me, so can you do this for a baseline? I was like, well, this is the lowest I will be willing to go because that's my offer. If you don't like it, we don't need to go with it. That's absolutely fine. And they were like, well, what if I could get you a few more dates? And I'm like, well, if you can fill the entire summer holidays, like I'm telling you, I want six weeks of bookings then I will consider cutting what is a pretty good deal that you're already getting. But outside of that, if you only want me for like five Fridays, that's what you're paying. So don't let the big man bully you down. Um, it can be intimidating, but stand your ground, be true to yourself, know your value, know your worth, and don't, don't undersell yourself. Um, I think that's really all I can advise is that don't undersell yourself because it's too easy to do when there's pressures. Um, and just always remember that booking, you don't get it, it's not for you. 
I love that. That was like literally the perfect advice. I almost teared up. (laughs) I was like, yes, queen, preach it, preach it. That was incredible. Um, I don't think I have any, I just want to end on that note. Like that was the best ending of a podcast I think that has ever existed. So um, is there any other advice or feedback that you want to give to any company owners um, regarding anything else in this industry? I think it's just really take that risk. If you want to try something new in your package, do it. Just do it. Just try it. If you want to reach out to that bigger client, try it. What's the worst that will happen is that client will say no, or you'll try that new game and the kids will stand there and look at you to be like, have you gone mad? (laughs) Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And there is no point staying still in the one place doing the same things as everybody else all the time when you have the ability to continue to grow and adapt and it you need to grow and adapt in business you need to grow and adapt in life we all grow and adapt as humans so keep that going and be true to yourself just keep being true to yourself and be true to your business and i baseline everything what is the baseline that i'm looking for and that's that's enough sometimes that and take breaks because I don't (laughs) incorporate your you time yes never stop learning and keep an open mind because we can always evolve no matter how much we think we know there's always a new perspective there's always something new that we can learn a different way of approaching something um even if we think that we are a master at something there is always a new skill that is something that we can add to our roster add to our um, services add to our you know professionalism because it's never going to a lack of learning is only going to deter you from succeeding. It's never going to help you. Exactly. And I think I've always go by the scene of every day is a school day. And if I haven't learned something new that day, the day's kind of wasted. So yeah, go out there, fill your brain, fill your mind, try new things and do what all of our princesses tell us to do. Be brave, be kind, have courage, adventure and do all those amazing things. And do that with your life, with your company, and with yourself. So, yeah. I wish you were my mom. <laughs> I think your children are going to grow up to literally be superheroes. <laughs> That's why I stay on their good side. We never know where they're going. Yeah. I love that. Okay, well, and then Haley, where can uh, people reach out to you and Heather and support your business? Um, You can find us on Facebook at Wish Upon a Star Scotland. You can find us on Instagram, also Wish Upon a Star Scotland. And you will find us on our website, which is wishuponastarentertainment.co.uk. We're all in the one place. And I think that's probably one thing I can advise when it comes to your marketing and media is keep it consistent. Because if you've got 10 different tags, nobody knows where to find you. So yeah, keep it easy because it stops you from having to remember (laughs) all the ones that are different as well. Yep. Keep your branding consistent. Keep your business name consistent, your color scheme, your logo, everything. And when you change one thing, change it all. All of it. Every last thing. Yep. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Haley. Thank you so much for providing 
all of the Bippity bosses and the, you know, everyone listening to this podcast with your valuable insight and information. You are truly a princess and a half. And I am honored and delighted to have met you and know you now. And I'm totally going to come to Scotland and visit you sometime. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. And we can go all around Edinburgh and Glasgow and see all the wonderful things and the castles and the nonsense. It will be great fun. But thank you so much for having me. It has been absolutely wonderful to chat with you. And Again, thank you for just your continuous support and encouragement for the rest of the princess community, because like you said, it can be toxic and scary out there and having somebody that's just happy to chat about things in real time and offer advice and not further competition is just a wonderful thing. I love that. Well, thank you, Haley, and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye, Queen. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippityboppitybankrolls or visit me on my website at bippityboppitybankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.